You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and um, a Canadian in Ireland, and I've chatted with some Canadians in Ireland previously, and a Canadian in Ireland based in County Wexford at Cahor, recently came to prominence and even hit RTE News, and that is Mm. Robin Grundy, and Robin is from Toronto, and uh, first of all, Robin, welcome, and thanks a million for taking time to have a chat. Well, no problem. Thank you for having me. So, Robin, when did you come to Ireland and what brought you here? Uh, the first time I came to Ireland was 2002, actually. Um, I was I was in college in California, and my grandfather is from the north. And I was kind of, it was getting really expensive. My grandfather was like, why don't you just go to Ireland? You've, you're an Irish citizen. You have free education. And I was like, I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> I hightailed it over, and uh, I've been going back and forth. I went to college in Demiri and met my husband, and we've been going back and forth ever since. And then the last time um, we decided our kids are, you know, five and eight, and we decided that we we need to just choose one, and that's it. So um, we came over in uh, 2018, in June, and we decided rather than rent in Dublin and try and – uh, buy a house while renting, which is just impossible. We were like, uh, our family had this home that I'm in now in Cahors, and they were like, why don't you go try that? We've always wanted to live rural. Uh, we work for ourselves. We're, uh, we have an interior design furniture company. So, um, it just made sense that we come down here, we built a workshop beside the house, and now we just love it. It's like, I never want to move. It's the most beautiful place ever. <laughs> so, so when you say it's impossible to get a house in Dublin, you're looking at Toronto prices in Dublin. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I feel like the reason, like, one of the reasons we left Toronto was Toronto prices, like, was just, how are, how are you supposed to do that? Like, and be an artist and a designer, like, it's just impossible. So we got gentrified out of, we were living in the junction, and we were like, let's just go back to Ireland. And then when we got back here, we were like, let's just go rural. <laughs> so, Robin, you'd been back and forward enough that it wasn't a culture shock or the transition wasn't something uh, yeah. that that took a lot of adapting to. Yeah, no, not at all. And um, like I said, my grandpa uh, was born here, so... A uh, bit, bit different, like the north, obviously. Yeah. Bit of a different vibe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been, I've been coming here for almost twenty years, and um, like my husband Owen's family is like my family, so I know, I know the how it goes here, and I just love the people, and there's, I love the sense of humor, and it's just the openness, like the people say hello to you on the street. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, unlike, unlike what you were used to in California when you were at the checkout and everyone just said, have a nice day. Yeah, yeah, or greeted you when you came in the shop. And now at the thought of someone greeting me, I'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> and you, you've arrived in a beautiful part. I know it's a long time since I've been in Cahors, uh, but it's a beautiful part of the country. It's stunning. Like, uh, I we've um, been coming down here on vacation since um, I'm – got together with my husband and we always just go from the house to the beach back like that's the route yeah. and so I did really get to know the community and all the beaches close by and and um, like even like you know the the nature walks and all the things that Gori has and even Cahor like we never went up to the strand like all these things that I've discovered I'm like this is a real like little special place that 
maybe I'm talking about too much and everyone else is worried <laughs> So then during lockdown, uh, you both worked from home. So were you able to maintain your business comfortably and keep it operational? Mm, not uh, not when they it, like locked us down properly. We, most of our um, jobs are in Dublin. We do mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants and retail. Obviously, those were over. There, like there was a real surgence for like getting things done in the house, and people were really contacting us loads for that. So I was able to like do design work, but we couldn't actually build and install. Okay. So it was. Really it, it was it was pretty hard um, for a bit, but like that's where the the paintings came from because like I I had more time to paint, which is nice. <laughs> and that <laughs> is that, and that is a good lead in because that's what we're here to talk about as well as the paintings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and you've started to do some painting and put it in. You put your paintings on display in the windows of one of the local premises there. Yeah, um, so that kind of came about because I was commissioned to paint um, Sharon E. Violin, mm-hmm. the 9 o'clock news, and uh, she's lovely, and I was like, oh, this will be no problem, and then when lockdown happened, it was like all the creativity and skill was like sucked out, and I, that's never happened to me before. Like, I know a lot of people were... Um, feeling like low and stuff like this over lockdown and it wasn't that it was just like literally it was just no inspiration I couldn't I couldn't make I couldn't make it look like her it was like I lost it and I was just like oh my god because I couldn't go visit her and um, take photos of her right so I had to take all my source material from the internet but on the internet she's quite um, she has like studio makeup on so I couldn't see her properly so um, my husband was like, why don't you just take pictures of people when you're walking around, like people that you're bumping into and just, just knock them out, like just do studies and like paint, paint and just try and get loose again. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I was kind of like, yeah, okay, I'll try it, I'll try it. And I started the first couple of times I was kind of nervous, like coming up to people because like, you know, you're not supposed to be interacting with people, and I had to, like, approach them, like, out of nowhere. And, and some of them I I was already, like, friendly with, but some of them I'd only seen a lot. Like, the ones that I chose were, like, Robin in, in the Hives, the, the older man in the Hives. I had never spoken to him, and I'd only seen him, like, every single day on the school run. So I was like, I've got to get him. And when I saw him, I was, like, really conscious that he was quite old. And I was coming up to him to be like, hey, can I paint your portrait? <laughs> so I was trying to um, – I was a bit nervous at first. And then I got, like, kind of got into it. And then people knew a bit about it. And, we like, I talked to people about it. And it kind of grew legs and got this nice um, – this nice vibe around it, and then um, the obviously the Strand, the local pub, has been closed the whole time, and they have um, they have like a Christmas market in their window, and I was like, I, I was like, that'd be a good idea if we could do some sort of backing on it, so it's not they're not just like dangling the window. If you put this lovely like white case around, them, so that it's like prop, it works as a proper gallery, and it's on the corner, so when they have a little like coffee shop, so when you go to the coffee shop, you can just stand in the queue and view the painting. So it worked out really nicely. It's uh, interesting because last week I was chatting with Jean Curran, who is the inspiration behind the Dungarvan Art Trail. Oh. And uh, that was fascinating as well. And she's being featured on Nationwide, um, yeah. where she has her prints 
in vacant shop windows around Dungarvan. So you actually go on a... Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, so we heard uh, say last week how uh, that inspiration came about and the buzz that came out of it and how people, because they are compelled to be outdoors predominantly, that yeah. it's bringing art outdoors and yeah. is, is it's bridging that gap. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think some people that wouldn't necessarily uh, like go into a gallery, even the small ones in Gory, they wouldn't go in. Or they wouldn't travel all the way up to Dublin to go to one. Like, it's just, it's so convenient and accessible. that Like, I didn't really, like, I thought, oh, yeah, that's a good, safe way to show them without having them, like, outside getting destroyed. And But then uh, I realized that. I was like, yeah, most people wouldn't really do that. And so now there's, like, a small gallery in Cahor, which is... So nice. And oftentimes, as you know, in restaurants um, in Toronto and other places, you would go in and artists may have their work on display on consignment. Yeah. Well, again, that opportunity was being lost. So this again yeah. brings it onto the street. Yeah, exactly. And, and also, like, engages them with the pub that, that you know, normally you'd feel quite sad going past all these premises, these families, these businesses. But now it's like, giving them a new spin and a, a refresh or something. Right. So it obviously brought you to prominence as well. So anyone who didn't know you in the Cahor Gori area <laughs> now knows you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on the, in, I said to the, during the RTE thing that I, I was just like this blowing and they really caught on to that. And I was like, oh God, I didn't mean it like that, but I just mean like, it's a community where people come down for the summer. So in the summer, it's like the whole of Dublin is down here and it's yeah. a completely different vibe. And I was the same, but now that I'm like, you know, I don't know if I'm one of them, but I'm trying my best. Um, <laughs> now that I, that I'm here, like I know what they're feeling. So I was just like, I thought that was interesting that, that they're like, you saw being invaded, yet they're so kind and open. You think they would be a bit like, ah, God, you know, like, Who's this? But they're they're just like immediately amazing, and I was like, this, this place is great. <laughs> right, right. So, Robin, going back to your uh, uh, interior design and that aspect of the business, when you me- mentioned there that you didn't have the uh, ability as such to do manufacture because of lockdown, where you would normally go out and do installations, what would you? What kind of custom furniture would you have been uh, manufacturing or creating? Oh. So uh, normally we do um, we do two lines. So it's like uh, home, and that is uh, the company is called Boring B O R I E N, um, and it's basically just Robin and Owen, the name mixed together. Um, and we usually do uh, credenzas. We don't really we don't do um, built-in things. So a lot of people would call us for like a built-in wardrobe, but mm-hmm. we, we're not we're not really about that. It's sort of it's more of a clean. Um, almost Scandinavian aesthetic where um, our most popular um, item is a credenza so it's like two or three doors it hangs on the wall in a French cleat it's made of um, usually um, birch plywood or oak or ash or whatever you want and then um, it has like sliding doors on the, on the face of it so that's something that we can just make here and install but then there's so many other things like we, tables um, banquette seating um, outdoor like just really bespoke um, 
whatever people are looking for. And it's like a one-stop shop because we have the designer and the fabricator in-house. And Owen's an incredible carpenter, so it's just it's a good combination. <laughs> and your raw materials then, because I, with lockdown and with the way that things have gone over the last year and a half, access to yeah. raw materials has been difficult. What woods um, and where were you getting um, we were getting, so we use, um, if we're doing solid woods, we use uh, kiln-dried hardwood in Wicklow. Um, Neil has beautiful pieces of wood, um, but a lot of the times um, we would build the shell in plywood, so we would just use um, uh, the hardware shops up in Dublin or like Noyex or something like that, uh, someone close who who can deliver it to us. And that was fine, but, you know, you're getting all the stuff delivered, you're building it, and all of a sudden your shop's just, like, going like this. So, you yeah. know, we had to we had to really pause everything until then. And um, I'm so delighted that you've gotten a, a bunch of um, restaurants and retail. We did The Kind. We've done stuff with 3FE. Um, we uh, did uh, some stuff in the circular so we do a lot of like those really nice pubs and those guys are so great about um, being open to design and and just I, I, I really enjoy retail because you can do whatever you want whereas in people's houses they're a bit more nervous mm-hmm, but in retail, mm-hmm. you can, in retail you can just go wild which I love we're actually doing a shop at the minute in Black Rock called Slow Street okay. it's a sustainable clothing shop um, it's going to be beautiful. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm working on there. Right. Well, we're going to wrap up, Robin. And if anybody wants to find you and your artwork on the web, is there a place that they should be looking? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram at uh, Robin Grundy Paint is my handle. And then if you want to see our furniture, it's boringstudio.com. That was B-O-R-I-A-N. B-O-R-I-E-N. I-E-N. I-E-N. B-O-R-I-E-N dot com. Robin, it's been a real pleasure meeting you and chatting with you. And thanks so much for taking the time. No problem at all. Thank you for having me.